podcast land lovers, this here be the Once Upon a Time fan podcast. This be an unofficial podcast dedicated to the hit ABC TV show, Once Upon a Time. Now this here be the main show episode, where we give our further thoughts of the amazing Once Upon a Time episode we watched last Sunday. Now, if you called in or emailed in, you might be hearing your thoughts in the podcast. So keep a ruddy eye out for it. And now, let's take a closer look at all the Once Upon a Time treasure we found. Here is Captain and First Mate of the Once Upon a Time podcast. And now, Captain, permission to come aboard? Permission granted. Please all come aboard. Yes. This is not the Jolly Roger. It's not? We we call it the Jolly Oncer, but it actually is the Once Upon a Time fan podcast pirate ship. Right. That is true. Welcome, everyone, to another episode. This is the main show episode. We will be discussing the Jolly Roger, the episode from Once Upon a Time. This is April 20th, 2014, and this is podcast episode number 220. So the show notes and information, we will not be covering everything that was sent to us. We appreciate all the feedback, but we just can't cover it all. So because we can't cover it all, we post it all to the show notes, and the show notes can be found at Once Upon a Time Podcast dot com slash two two zero yep there's really no news i i guess the only news would be who are you again oh i'm sorry my name is still jeff roney and i'm joined by the lovely the wondrous colleen roney and i just have a question for you because i'm just yeah i'm very curious by this you say this all the time and i think it's kind of hilarious but you say my name is still Jeff Roney, as if there's a potential chance for it to change. No, I'm just, it's kind of funny. <laughs> yes, I know. I think it is. It just makes me laugh when I think that there's a potential it could change. Right. I don't know. Zephyr something. Yeah, let's not go I there. I don't know. All right, and, and the first dog lady is down sleeping on her blanket. Yep. All right, so <clears throat> it was a very huge day yesterday. Lots yes. of activity, lots of things. Hence I, the reason we're recording normally. Right. What we would do yesterday, we're doing it today instead. Yeah, the main show normally we record on Saturday morning sometimes. Yeah. So today is Sunday. So it's going to be a record a palooza. Yep. <laughs> and that's that's that. I'm I'm actually kind of still a little groggy, mm-hmm. we'll, but we will get through this. We have some fascinating, incredible stuff to talk about. And did I forget anything else? I think I'm good. Mm, I think we're good. And it's actually tough because we have seen tonight's episode already, and I'm trying to kind of keep my brain away from that. It's really tough because there's there certain things that we're going to read that we already know, mm-hmm. and I have to act I like I don't know. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> all right. The first thing I want to do is remind everyone Please, if you have not rated us or reviewed us on iTunes, we really appreciate nice reviews Mm -hmm. and five-star ratings. Mm -hmm. And I've said before a long time ago, if you don't like the show, email me first. Yeah. Don't just leave a bad star review. 
Right. I mean, if I can change something, I can. If not, I'll tell you, and then you're free to do that. But yeah. Let's talk first. How's that? Yeah, Just that's a great something. idea. All right, but I do want to thank, we have some recent iTunes reviewers, and I want to thank Disney Anna, and Disney Anna remembers Ferrell's. Oh, very nice. So, anyway, Ferrell's is a SoCal, and in other parts of the country, kind of a mainstay, and they're coming back. They were yeah, coming back. I want to also thank Sun Shadow for the iTunes rating and review, and Janelle. Mm-hmm. Listener Janelle, yeah. she's been with us a long time. Yeah. So thank you so much, Janelle. It was, it was really wonderful. Yeah. The reviews. I always and, like uh, that. Rating. Thank you so much. Also, Disney Missy. Oh, very cool. She left a rating and review for that. So thank you so much, everybody. And the rating, sometimes ratings come in and there's no review attached. I don't know who those folks are. Right. So I'll just kind of give a blanket thank you. And if you have not, then I would ask that you would go to itunes.onceuponatimepodcast.com. That's kind of a quick way to go to our page so that you can rate and review our podcast. Mm -hmm. All right. So let's move on ahead, and we will do this. This here be the social media squawks, and that includes comments on the blog as well. Just saying. If you are on Facebook, you can get to us at facebook.com slash O-U-A-T podcast. On Twitter, we are at O-U-A-T podcast. And our blog is onceuponatimepodcast.com. And this comment came in from Chuck. So I'm going to read just portions of his comment. It was a great comment. Thank you, Chuck. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We're going to the blog. And he was talking about, he said, stay off the sidewalks in Storybrooke. Mm-hmm. What's next? Is David going to let Henry uh, shoot his police handgun? David should know he cannot compete with a guy that's dressed as a pirate. <laughs> and he was wondering if Hook scams all his meals with a pair of loaded dice. I wouldn't put it past him. <laughs> you know, he is a pirate. He is a pirate. Also, when Snow announced dinner at Granny's, they didn't have to ask Regina, as it is now expected, she is invited. It was great to see her sitting with the Charmings, Emma, and Henry. Yeah, they really are a family Mm -hmm. unit, which I think is really cool. Visually, it was a very happy moment at the end of the episode with a very sad moment. Yeah, yeah. Hook Hook was, in a way, Hook was the Regina. Yeah. Usually, in the past, we've seen Regina separated. Mm -hmm. Maybe she did that. Maybe she kind of watched their happy. Yeah, maybe. Um, dinners and things like right. that, but for sure Hook was doing it then. Well, and he did it. He purposely, he was invited. Yeah. So he chose not to go, and yeah, that's uh, that was an interesting dynamic. And Chuck also mentioned the black and white photo mm-hmm. that Hook spied in Gold Shop, right? When this, and, when he was looking through the spy glass mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with the 1900s hairstyle, right? Early 1900s, yeah. And he mentioned that nothing is shown by chance. Does this woman have a connection to maybe Zelina? And Brad actually has something else to say. Okay. So let's kind of, I'm going to let that 
kind of say that now, and then we'll loop back to it, okay. and we'll talk about it with Brad. Okay. Uh, you know, it could be. We don't know, don't know who that person is. Yeah, we don't know. So, very good but question. But I agree with him that nothing is shown by chance. Absolutely. Things are mm-hmm. purposely shown for a reason, so. Mm-hmm. Yep. And also, he's wondering, so is Emma more powerful than Zelina? I don't know. Um, could be. It's very possible. If if she's able to do things that Regina is not, and Regina is mm-hmm. very powerful. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about <clears throat> maybe Emma being the, <clears throat> the savior at the end of this season. Mm-hmm. Because Zelina somehow is getting more powerful than Regina and actually controls Rumpel. So Emma's the only one that could. Yeah, yeah. So I'll just toss that out there. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Thank you again, Chuck, for that. Hi, Captain. I see some email coming our way. We're going to go back a bit. Uh, I did get Daniel's email with some uh, mentions about it's not easy being green, and I wanted to cover those. Mm-hmm. So he did notice the Dutch angles and in the the it's not easy being green episode and it yep. looked like batman yep also he was paraphrasing uh the joker in the dark knight put on a good face or let's put a smile on that yep. face and i remember yeah. that yeah and uh zelina's foster mother kind of reminds me of martha kent hmm. from uh, smallville also the Especially superman movies smallville, yeah. seeing the child with the as a gift mm-hmm, yep mm-hmm also, the funeral rumple felt every shovel full of dirt hitting his coffin. Um, you mean Bay's coffin, yeah. But yes, yes, Bay's coffin, mm-hmm. sorry. And uh, it was kind of like Yoda feeling the, the tremor in the Force Yeah. Uh, when the Jedi were killed. Mm-hmm. And also Vader feeling something on the Death Star when Obi-Wan was there. Yeah. All right. Uh, finally, Zelina coming in at Granny's, like in Munchkinland, out of nowhere, she needed to. All she needed to do was fly off on her broomstick and write "Surrender, Regina" in the sky. <laughs> and I'm so I, they they're missing an opportunity to do that surrender or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's a huge yeah. tip uh, for that. Thank you, Dan, so much for that email. We appreciate it. This next one is from Ro. Mm-hmm. Have you guys noticed that everyone who has been involved with or encountered Zelina this season has green eyes? I have not. No, I haven't paid attention either. It is creepy, and I have been noticing it more and more. Hook used to be one of the last holdouts, but after his encounter with Zelina, his eyes were green. Hmm. Hmm. I didn't notice that. Because he has blue eyes. Yes. So I have to look at that again and see uh, if they look green to me. So Ro is wondering, is it just me or am I just seeing too much green and making this up? And we'd have to look back. I don't know. Because I didn't know. I mean, I noticed green stuff here and there, Mm -hmm. but not so much with people's eyes. So I'd have to take a look at that and see. And we'll we'll get back to maybe what's going on in a couple of paragraphs Mm -hmm. here. In the show, the writers have designed Zelina's character to be to put it nicely, as a plain Jane, and compared to Regina, and compared to other, she's characters. very understated. Yeah, very. She dresses very understated. Although she, she's, uh, she she takes Regina's clothes, which I think is hilarious. Right, right. 
But that's actually a good point. It kind of fits in is that even on her best day, she's never going to be yeah, Regina, yeah. and that's why she wants Regina's clothes right, and right. that kind well, of thing. She wants what Regina had, exactly. Yeah, power and uh-huh. privilege sure. and all sure, that. Sure, sure. So uh, Rose asking, is it possible that Zelina may be enchanting people, which could be the green eye thing? Uh, possibly. Possibly. And again, so. don't know. I mean, she did... Hit, um, if we're talking about the last encounter Hook had with her, which was on the dock, and right. she did the mm-hmm. you know the whole kiss thing, cursing his kiss. Yes. Um, you know, I didn't pay attention to his eye color, but if that's you know that's a very real possibility, I would I would imagine. And if that's the case, Emma should recognize that. Why are his eyes all of a sudden green instead of blue? And then that should you know tell her something. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll have to look at that. Ro was also wondering about her Zelina's adopted father, mm-hmm. why he was scared. <clears throat> Did he see something in her eyes? Come, her eyes are blue, but I don't know. I mean, that's what I don't know. That's what's interesting is okay. her eyes are blue, mm-hmm. and um, they're very blue. And so even the babies were very very blue as well. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how that kind of plays out. Come to think about it, she always stares directly into people's eyes when she talks to them and does not break contact. Right. That is kind of creepy. Yeah. She's very, right. very direct. Mm-hmm. It is sad that Hook is finally getting what he wants from Emma, but has to back off. Do you think he will take Smee up on his offer to leave Storybrooke in attempt to save Emma and Storybrooke? Mm. That's huge. Uh, Hook's a fighter. Yeah. But, I mean, that is really on the table because he cares more about Emma and her power right. in her life, and he might trade his love for her for that. He may do it. That would of, be yeah. the noble thing. That would be a very noble thing. But I think Hook will stay and fight because yeah. he was very directed at Zelina. I'll tell her. Yeah, and then she'll defeat you. Right. Like no, it's not going to happen. And if you do, I'll so, send right. the dark one to kill her before mm-hmm. blah blah blah. Right. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see you know how that kind of all plays itself out. I'll continue with Rose's email. I find it strange that Henry can't hear everyone whispering around him. He must have caught something. Mm-hmm. And he could be playing like he doesn't know, but right. he may know the whole thing. And Henry could be part of the uh, victory over Zelina at the end as well. Right. Yeah. So Very well. Very well. Yeah. Uh, one more bit from Rose's email. I think Zelina wants to go back in time to meet Cora. That's a very good possibility. I think that Cora took her heart out so that she could give up Zelina. Yes. Uh, Well, actually... Actually, it happened after, right? Yeah, she didn't know how to take her heart out until way after Zelina was born. But but if she... I think that, yeah, she might have in order to do it because she didn't want to give after she didn't really want to give her up but at the same time she kind of did because she wanted you know she knew she had to i think is the point she knew she didn't have a choice and we and we at this point we really don't know why yeah so any mother would struggle to give up her child as cora said love is weakness her love for rumple and zelina made her weak so she got rid of them i also think that she tried to save zelina from rumple hmm yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. That's a, that's a good that's a good that's a good thought. I I never thought about that. She was maybe saving huh. 
That's a good point. All right. So anyway, we will move on. Thank you, Rose, so much for that email. Mm-hmm. This email is from Brad. It says, hey, hello, Jeff and Colleen. Here are the things I learned this week in the episode, The Jolly Roger. Number one, the best part of being a rat is the mobility. Isn't that the truth? <laughs> and the little doors and things you can slip mm-hmm. through. Yep. Number two, decoding enemy battle plans is nothing compared to building a baby crib. That should be a quote. That's jo- that's a charming quote. Yeah. Number three, you better have fresh coffee when going on a stakeout with Regina. She just can't <laughs> stand that stale coffee. Yeah. And anything in a, yeah. All right, number four, Smee's torso is not built for outrunning flying monkeys. True. <laughs> he, he would need to do P90X and a and lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. All right, number five, Emma doesn't yearn. She doesn't. Mm-mm. She just doesn't. No, she doesn't. Maybe doe eyes, but not yearning. Number six, Regina's spell book does not include Spanish cuisines like tapas. <laughs> yes. I've never had a tapa. What is Tapas? Yeah. yeah. We have. Okay. T- Cafe Tudu Tango. Wow. That, right. they, that's what it is. Tapas is not a specific okay. dish. It's like appetizer type things. Okay. Cafe Tudu Tango. Tutu Tango. Tutu Tango is at the block in Orange right. nearby. Yeah. They, yeah. You know, it's an artsy. Yes. Um, they paint. And- yeah. People come in and actually paint while you sit there and eat. That, that doesn't happen all the time, but they do right. have, you know, art. Evenings when they do that. Anyway. All right. Number seven, Rumple doesn't suffer fools. He does not. <laughs> and he's a bully. Um, he's rather, uh, yeah, he, but he, he teaches by you know, <laughs> flight or, fight or flight, fight basically. Fight or flight, yeah. yeah. Fall or fly. Yeah. All right. Number eight, sheriffs don't worry about legalities. No. Not David. No. Emma might have, but David, David wouldn't. <laughs> number nine hook spyglass has hasn't or hasn't been cleaned since Neverland. has been cleaned has been cleaned that's right the, there was a little speck on there but it's, yeah. it's gone now yeah it sees black and white pictures oh sure it sees little brooches and clasps that sure of ursula it sees it, it's very clear yeah now. number 10 zelina needs to learn the boundaries of intimate st- space while talking with people yeah she tends she to get very right close, in yeah. everybody's face but you know what that's a very intimidating tactic mm-hmm. you yeah. want to you want to intimidate somebody get in their face and stare them down that'll scare anybody oh yeah okay i mean think about it it makes people uncomfortable direct eye contact makes people very uncomfortable you have to break contact every so often and if you don't it, right. People start to kind of freak, and then if you get really close in their space, it discombobulates people. Like if Zelina got that close to me, I would not be scared. I would be, dear diary. Guess what? <laughs> Most incredible thing happened. She is very pretty. She is very pretty, and she's even prettier in real life. I wonder what kind of perfume the wicked witch would wear. Mm, I don't know. Poison. That's <laughs> okay. Very good. All right, so some observations and burning questions from Brad. Blackbeard tells Hook, if you want your ship back, then take it. This is similar to the conversation Hook had with Rumple in The Crocodile. I just want to pause here and say I forgot to mention the Rumple-Hook sword fight in the town. Yeah. That was the last time we had a big major 
sword fight yeah, yeah, yeah. with Hook. Yeah. It wasn't on a ship, Mm-mm. but it was between Hook and Rumpel. Right. And that was a pretty good sword fight, by the yeah, way. Yeah, it was. All right. Uh, anyway, the quote is, if you truly want your wife back, all you have to do is take her. Yep. I guess what goes around comes around. Mm-hmm. Blackbeard reminded me more of the Captain Hook from the Disney movie. He did look a little Ain't bit like him. Ain't that the truth? Yeah. Or in a little bit of Jack, Jack Sparrow. Sparrow. He very a much reminded me of Jack Sparrow. And it was more the, the, the mannerisms, the mannerisms and, yeah. and the way he spoke, yeah. yeah. All right. So when I first saw that Ariel was back, I thought they may start including her more in more episodes, which would have been excellent. But when we see that it's really just Zelina, it was clear that this was her wrap-up storyline. Why else would Regina push Emma to use the mirror magically? All we had to do, all we had to go on was Zelina's word. So we had to physically see that she was telling the truth in order for there to be no doubt. It looks like she may no longer be part of our world. Yeah. That's, that's pretty true. For now, anyway. Yep. Nothing says they won't bring her back later. The claw of uh, the claw that Emma picked up in Regina's vault made me think of the other fairy tale show of which we do not speak. That's right, Brad. That's right. I still have a comedy bit where I make fun of that other show that we will not speak of. Anyway, in the episode Bears Will Be Bears, a ceremonial claw called a jogger bear was used. I think it's Jaeger bar. Jaeger bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyhow, there's a picture of the comparison between the two in the show notes. Remember, you can get to the show notes. Nice. Once upon a time, podcast.com slash two two zero. All right. So Regina looked very concerned when she thought Emma fell to her death on the bridge. This is a very different woman than the one who was willing to sacrifice Emma and Snow in the well portal in season two. Yep. That's true. Yeah. She's come a long way, baby. Yep. Yeah, she has. The episode title card has David's truck driving through, which is odd because it only played a minor part of the story. I figured it would have been something to do with Ariel Blackbeard or the Jolly Roger. Yeah. (laughs) Good point, although they've done that before. Right. Little tiny things. If you look back in the title cards of like the first season, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you'll see something you'll go, what? Mm -hmm. That's it. Huh? Yeah. You know, so anyway, but good point. All right. Zelina as Ariel made a point to say after Pan failed, which is funny because during the first half of the season, all we heard is how Pan never fails. How crazy would it be if both of them teamed up? Oh, dude. (laughs) That would have been really scary. Hook said, few people have held a dagger to my throat and lived to tell the tale. The most notable one that comes to mind is Emma when she first met him in the crocodile true hmm. mm-hmm. 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 burgers and beer is only 4.99 at granny's i saw that yeah a burger and beer is only 4.99 that's a great deal if you if you really love looking in the background of things always look at just like brad is pointing out here look at that back wall because remember there was um I think it was season two when they were all at Granny's, like ale half off today or something. Mm-hmm. There's always some fun sign. Yeah, they there. have a fun little sign always. Yeah. Specials and things like that. But she like called that. it ale. Yeah. yeah, which is really funny. All 
All right. While I was watching The Empire Strikes Back, very good choice. The mm-hmm. other night, I heard the Emperor tell Vader, his compassion for you will be his undoing. You probably caught this a long time ago, but it was the first time I connected it with Once Upon a Time. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yeah, very nice. Burning questions. If Zelina is successful in her second chance, we may get a what if Regina never cast the curse for a season four? What things would be different? What would the world be? Would they be better or worse without Regina? Well, I imagine there'd be a lot of evil regals. There's a lot of things worse. that if, if Regina had never cast the curse, there's a lot of things that would also never have happened. Yeah. So, I mean, if Regina was never born, Snow wouldn't have been forced to go um, on the lamb, so yeah. to speak. Her dad would still be alive. Who would he be married to? See, and that's, I mean, that's an interesting thought. And I, and would, would her mother still be alive? Yeah. Because Cora wouldn't have had a reason to kill. Would Cora have perhaps ended up married to Leopold? The the only way I would get on that train, I'm just being really honest here, mm-hmm. I would get on the train. The only way I would is it would make me yearn for, let's go back to the way it was. Yeah. Somebody cast another curse so we can just go back to... Some of Once Upon a Time is like Fantasy Island. Yeah. You want something. You wish for something. But people yeah. say, be careful what you wish for. It's like, no, I'm wishing for that. I want that. Yep. But then in the end, it's nothing like you really thought. Right. And it's life is good as it is. Yep. As tough as it is sometimes. Sometimes it's better than if you really had a magic wand and a, a, a potion to change something. So... All right. So in Skin Deep, when Bell kissed Rumple, his Dark One curse started to break. If Bell kisses him again, would it free him from Zelina's power? Great point. Be interesting. Yep. Be very interesting to see if that's the case. Hmm. Who wrote the book and where is it? That's a br- <laughs> excellent question. We've been asking that for three seasons now. Will it be the key to bringing back Henry's memories? Did anyone check Mary Margaret's closet yet? I hmm. I would imagine that they have someone, hopefully not Zelina, no, helping but actually, around the house. <clears throat> I was talking about this exact thing with uh, some folks at WonderCon yesterday, some fans uh, of the show. And um, the book, we just saw it covered up with the swirling purple smoke. Right, or, right. We didn't see it destroyed. So based on what... Um, we Blue know, fairy. no, no, no. The fact that okay. the things that were in, um, they showed up in Mary Margaret's closet. No, 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 no. Okay. No, no, no. What I'm saying is the fact that the things that you know, Mary Margaret even said this in Jolly Roger. She said, "Well, you know, um, maybe it's in Gold Shop because you know all the things mm-hmm. that you know they all all of our things were returned, so maybe it's there." Bell has not cataloged everything yet, so it's a very real possibility that that book is somehow in Gold Shop somewhere. And I'm thinking, wouldn't that be cool if Henry goes in there one day, just kind of look mm. around, poke around, and he finds the book, and he starts reading it, and he realizes that it's about his family, and that's when he gets his memory back. That is a possibility. That'd and be I, really cool. I still think they should change the name from Gold's Pawn Shop to Storybrook Lost and Found. Yeah. Because everything ends up there. Yep. 
All right. Uh, was the picture in Gold Shop possibly his mother? That's another hmm. great question. It'd be very interesting, although it looked too modern to be his mother. I mean, Gold is several hundred years old. Do you know what I mean? There wouldn't mm -hmm. be a photograph. So who is it a photograph of? <sighs> I don't know. That's the that's the key. And is there? I mean, are we making just too much of it? I I can't imagine we are. Well, I but wish, I'm saying I you know we could have asked Adam and Eddie yesterday. Yeah, that would have been nice. We but ran out of time. We ran out of time. They ran out of time. All right. Anyway. Uh, so Brad says that's it for this week. Thank you, Brad, for that email. This is from Lena, and I think this is Lena's first. Alina. Email? No, this is Lena. Thank you, oh. Lena, for this. All right. Uh, hi, guys. Love your show. My husband and kids and I are huge oncers. You're in good company. <laughs> and we think you make a great couple. Aww. That's very Thank sweet. You. Thank you. I had a thought regarding the whole Hook having to kiss Emma. If the Wicked Witch wanted to really force Hook to kiss her, she could put Emma in a sleeping curse. Very interesting. Yep. And that would force the whole thing. That would be a lose-lose situation for him because only a true love's kiss would wake her. But as a side effect, Emma would lose her powers, and that would suck. And I yeah. agree. Yeah, it's a great uh, point. So Lena ends up, anyway, I can't believe season three is almost over. Yep. Take care, Lena. Yep. And that's true. It is, we are careening fast yes. to the end. Yes, we are. All right, let's keep going here. Mm -hmm. This email is from Alina. Thank you, Alina, for that. She was talking about instead of driving, Charming could have taught Henry about sword fighting, and maybe Henry might have a deja vu. It would snap him out of the memory issues. Mm -hmm. Or maybe Snow could teach him how to fire an arrow. That would definitely be more interesting than driving and kind of play into that whole we're we're cool we're fun well and considering we're adventurous 12 is way too early to be driving on the streets like that right so thank you so much alina for that this email is from clara mm -hmm. and thank you clara for the email uh in your jolly roger podcast you were surprised that regina just walked into the charming's apartment without knocking my impression was that she already had been in the room and she just went outside the door casting the protection spell. Her magic potion box was on the table and she walks in and she's holding two vials that she put back in the box. I missed that. And yeah. that's totally that there yeah, makes sense. Totally makes sense. It didn't dawn on me that she was that she might have already been there. Yeah. She did mention it and that should have clued me yeah. in. No, I but. agree. I still think though, on some level that she feels comfortable enough yep. that she probably does knock when she gets over there. But I do think that she feels so much more at home and at ease being there and they, they're enjoying having her around. And again, nothing against that. I was actually kind no, of no, no, joking no. and actually pointing out how different things are. So mm -hmm, thank mm -hmm. you so much, Claire, for pointing that mm -hmm. out. This is from my, and I got to say right up front, yeah. I, I love all the emails, but this email from my right here just rang all kind of bells with me. So I have all kind of notes and things and yeah. this, we're going to talk about some stuff here. Uh, so my's email here uh, talked about snow when she took the poison to forget charming. She was terrible to everyone around her and was paired, 
prepared to kill Regina. Mm-hmm. Charming when he thought Snow didn't love him, he was reckless to the point of suicidal. Mm-hmm. Killian went back to the ruthless pirate who cares for no one but himself. He did it because he literally thought he had nothing left. He thinks that all he got left, all he has left is a Jolly Roger. But he's still deeply in love with Emma, and he can't even have a hooker. Right. Just, you know, they yeah. delivered it to him. Yeah. And he's like, no, nah, I'm nope. not. Nope, not. can't. And, you know, the, yeah, I'll, I'll keep going. Uh, Killian Jones tried to go back to being Captain Hook, but he couldn't. It's not because... It, it It is not because he's a pirate. It is not because he is without the Jolly Roger, his ship, home, and heart. It is simply because he has become a hero. He is no longer that double-crossing pirate that Emma encountered in the Enchanted Forest. Killian is a hero. Mm-hmm. He reunites families and believes in happy endings. There was a character trait. This is a character trait always possessed, but was only brought to him when Emma inspired him to be good. Emma pulled out Killian Jones, who was buried under Captain Hook, when he allowed his heart to fall in love with Emma Swan. Killian Jones will never be the persona of Captain Hook again. And I was thinking how love does crazy things to people, yeah. but it actually does good things to people yeah. as yeah. well. Yeah. And I still remember there was a social media presentation i heard and someone at the end said love makes you do incredible things i submit to you the taj mahal yeah and that was her final uh line and i uh, that always stuck with me is is you know love makes you do crazy things love makes a man buy a ring get on a knee looking silly to ask a woman to marry him yep or you know, sing outside of a window at night, waking mm-hmm. up people because, you know, and so love makes you do a lot of different things. Yeah. And we can see with Snow and Charming and uh, Killian that when love is gone, mm-hmm. you go crazy. Well, when you think you, right. love is gone, yep. it does make you go a little nuts. Yeah. All right, so Blackbeard, uh, he looked like Captain Hook, so technically Killian Jones was fighting the pirate version of himself. Hmm. Cartoon Hook. Cartoon Hook. Honestly, I think we will see him again. The ship was docked. He looked a little too happy to be pushed or jump, and we didn't see his body. No, but we did see the the bubbling up of what like sharks or piranha or something, and it was meant to be sharks i'm sure yeah yeah so but you know will we see blackbeard again you know my says here no body no dead so yeah that's at least on the table so we will see what happens there zelena mentions spies i would bet my rations on one of them being smee they spend a lot of time mentioning how much of a rat he is even after being turned back into a human and that actually makes sense because he's very disillusioned with Hook. That's a possibility. And he's worked for a lot of different people to do yeah. a lot of different yeah. things. But, well, yeah, that's that's something to keep an eye on for sure. And this is why she's talking about um, 
Killian Jones being an inspirational character. Even after all the hardness of his life, he still believes that he has hope. And, you know, I'm just thinking in the jaded day in which we live, how many times can a person start over and try better? Mm-hmm. How many times are people going to give them a break? Right. How many times are we bound to what we've done? You know, and I want to go into all the different things, but it's just, you know, sometimes people can change, you know, and, yeah. and sometimes it's hard to hard to fathom because we just say, no, just, it's too late for them. You know, is there a point when it's too late for someone? <sighs> yeah, that's a that's a deep question. All right. I will continue. The same thing happens in the Jolly Roger where Hook tries to make amends for a terrible mistake that he regrets. And when she put regrets, I remember that regret tree on uh, Neverland. Oh, yeah, yeah. That the regret basically held them to the tree. Right. And Regina said, I have no regrets. Right. And so she broke free. And, and yeah. Um, but yeah. So uh, I'll continue reading the email. Only this time he is tricked by the villain who uses his feelings for Emma and his guilt to shame against him. To break the cycle, they need to confront their feelings, both of them, Emma and Hook. Mm -hmm. uh, Killian. Yeah. And, you know, that's true. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll go on and, and talk about um, Emma and Hook building this defense and basically allowing pride and the fear of being hurt to not try again. To right. not, not take a leap of faith, not take a jump, not take a chance on love or a career or something. Because everyone is so afraid. Maybe they've heard a story. Maybe they've been hurt. Maybe they've been whatever. And so people are just paralyzed with fear. Stay in their own little comfortable area and not do something out of their comfort zone. Right. And that really cuts across a lot of different things. But... You know, that what we've seen is people that actually take a chance. You know, all men aren't dogs. All women aren't whatever. All people aren't whatever. All situations aren't the same. Red flags are good to follow and to whatever. But the the whole, everything in life is not a red flag, though. See, right. You met people like that. Yeah. Where everything yeah. Is, is a downer. It's going to be bad and this and that. You learn from your mistakes. You take steps, but sometimes you got to just try. Just, right. You know, and and remember that sometimes those things that you think are you know red flags or whatever it could be things that'll help you grow into the person you need to be. Yep. And I know they're not I, really red flags at all. Right. They're teaching moments. Yeah, and and sometimes, and I know we're getting Doctor Phil, but I, I think it's important to kind of say this is sometimes the red flags are what other people tell you because it's their red flags and not yours. And so, you know, life, life is short. I'm 50 now, 50. Yeah. Who would have thunk it? Yeah. You know, and I'm, I'm not done yet. I still have things I need to do. And, and, you know, life is not lived being safe all the time. Sometimes you have to take a step out. Yeah. Of of what's uh, comfortable for you, 
Yeah, so. I agree. I agree. Anyhow, enough with uh, Dr. Phil. Let's <laughs> let's move forward. But thanks so everyone for their great emails. That uh, fantastic points and see those emails help us to it rings bells in us and helps us to think about things and talk about things. So thanks everyone for that. And now to present our next segment, here is Ariel. Oh, the voice thing. Uh, I think what she's trying to say is, ouch, don't stab me with that fork. Ouch, dinglehopper. Okay, I just, I, what she's trying to say is, here are the voicemails. Ouch, I wasn't making fun of your situation. I, ouch, don't stab. Here are the voicemails. Here is our first voicemail. Hi, everyone. It's Tyler. Um, one of the things I wanted to mention real quickly is that for anyone who um, doesn't watch Warehouse 13, at least um, check out the Season 5 premiere from this week. Uh, the reason I say that is because there was a nice, pleasant surprise that um, the we got to see uh, the, our favorite Wicked Witch of the West appear in there. However, um, this time she was portraying, um, uh, essentially she was portraying um, Da Vinci, who in the Warehouse 13 lore is really a female. So that was pretty awesome. A person, not an evil person, or I should say wicked. Um, so that was pretty cool. Um, the other thing I just wanted to mention the episode and how awesome it was. Um, I actually really liked it. Um, I loved the twist with, uh, you know, it not really being Ariel. It was kind of depressing, but at the same time, I liked it. Um, and I think that I, I'm curious now to see whether um, she wants Regina's heart more or Hook's heart. And I'm curious to see how Hook's going to play this because um, I really don't. I, I want him to do the noble thing and to, uh, you know, not hurt Emma, but not play the Wicked Witch's game, if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, that's about all I have right now. If I think of anything else between now and when you guys record, I'll uh, shoot another call in. Talk to you later. Bye. Thank you much, Tyler, yes, for thanks. that. Yeah. As far as that, I would think that if her whole point is to get revenge on Regina, she needs Regina's heart, or mm. at least something of Regina something to do with Regina and the, you know, the core of a person is typically their heart. So I would think that her heart is the one she wants. Although, I mean, having a very strong, powerful heart, if she uses it for some, some kind of curse, Killian's heart would be very powerful right Cause now. Cause it is, it still believes in love. Right. And Lots it's not full of hope. Jaded. And, right. Exactly. Yeah. So, and it's a good point. So, I mean, yeah, but I, I still have a feeling it's going to be Regina's only because it's just, um, the sister she's try- thing. Well, yeah. it's a sister thing, yeah. but she's trying to she's trying to uh, revenge get revenge on Regina, mm-hmm. and Killian wouldn't help her get revenge on Regina necessarily. Yep, and uh, that's just my thinking. Check out where Warehouse Thirteen and see mm-hmm. Rebecca in another role. Yeah, as well as Lost or Rainbow Tribe. Yep, with Noah Monk. Yes, right. Yes. All right. Years here ago is yep. Here is the next voicemail. To the most clever, dastardly bands of pirates to ever podcast, Jeff and Colleen Roney. Ahoy, mates. 
This is Brad calling in. I'd first like to say I hope you have a great time, Fingers, that you meet some interesting people there. Now, on to the Jolly Roger. I have always wanted Neil to get back together with Emma, but now after hearing Hook express how he feels about her, I can see he's actually in love with her. He tried going back to his old lifestyle villain who's trying to do the right thing that I find impossible not to like. To see him at the end, bear his heart to Harriel, took guts, and it's proof that he is a changed man. Oh, and stop trying to be the devilishly handsome pirate with the clever one-liners. I once read a quote that said, Character is revealed by what we do in secret. If this is true, Hook is on the right path. As long as Henry continues to have his memories, Emily believes they were safer, even though she was unknowingly dating a flying monkey while being monitored by Zelina. It's just so bizarre. She needs to realize there is no escaping when you are the savior, and that the only reason her life was so good before was because she didn't know what she was missing. If you have ever tried to go back after learning the truth about something, you know it is nearly impossible. I really enjoyed how fun David and Mary Margaret were trying to be. David is always so serious, so it was amusing to see both of them trying to convince themselves that they were as fun as Hook. They reminded me of teenagers, just hanging out and having a good time. It was a very nice change of pace. These minor characters like Blackbeard seem like such a waste. I mean, we literally saw him for five minutes before he was made to walk the plank. It was such a would make it work better as if he comes back more powerful. Think Davy Jones and the Pirates of the Caribbean. I really dislike Selena in this episode, and that's a good thing. See them do evil things, when at the same time you want them to be redeemed. But when the backstory makes you feel no sympathy for them, it's so liberating. I can freely detest Selena with nothing standing in the way. Rebecca Mater is just so good at being vicious that I'm enjoying The end scene at Granny's was such a dramatic shift from what we saw last season. Regina has been left standing by herself so many times, so seeing her sit down and eat with her family was simply heartwarming. She's gone through so much turmoil and hurt. That's why this scene definitely felt earned by Regina. Now, this may not have been a stellar episode like last week, but we did get some much-needed character development. Well, that's it for this week. So have a great podcast, or else everyone you know dies. See? That's just not nice, Alina. Until we sail again, mates, this is Brad shoving off. Thank you, Mr. Thank Brad. You. Yes. Great points. Yeah, and as you were talking, I did remember that scene in season two when <clears throat> after the fire room thing mm-hmm. and everybody went to Granny's. Right. And uh, Regina was standing there by herself. Yeah, yeah. Definitely different. So, oh, so, so different. different. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I actually like the point where, um, you know, it would be nice if Blackbeard does come back kind sure. of like Davy Jones. Because mm-hmm. he sent him basically pirate lore is true he sent him to davy jones locker yep so interestingly enough that would be kind of cool if they did end up bringing him back as you know this super powerful you know davy jones like character who took on the davy jones persona because davy jones is pretty powerful and it is nice that we do have these times to breathe after these very emotional moments Mm mm-hmm you know, the devastation of the death of Neil. Right. Then you have kind of room to breathe. Yes, there's Zelina, a little sparking here and there. Yeah. But then you have uh, these really nice moments. Yeah, like the Snow and Charming yeah. trying to be, trying to talk yeah. themselves into being more fun than 
<laughs> that was pretty funny. We're more fun. We're, we're yeah. just as much fun. Yep. <laughs> it it's funny because to watch these young people, you know, in their early thirties, talking like they're you know in their sixties, it's hilarious. We're just as much fun as a pirate, you know. It's it just made me laugh. I'm like, yeah, they're the grandparents. Which is funny because they they're far too young to be grandparents, but it's really funny. And then to have them, you know, debate whether they're fun or not, that was kind of funny. Not that I understand that feeling at all. Oh no! Not, not that at I'm all. sitting in a panel room <clears throat> with yeah. kids. Yeah, yeah. And I I feel ancient. Yeah, there but, were there were people who are close to our age though. Yeah, but I just and even older. Right. But yeah, for the most part, when you know that the fandom is um, really very skewed towards slightly younger folk, you walking of- through the booths and the exhibit hall oh, dude. was a very interesting experience because you know we've had exposure to different things like Doctor Who mm-hmm. and Battlestar Galactica and sure. Star Wars, Star Trek, and all this kind of thing. And I, I we have. We're not. I know Warehouse 13 is. I have kept up with the BBC and this and Mm -hmm. that and all that. But there's still the people that are dressed up like anime characters. I have no clue. I think I know what Sailor Moon looks like. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? There's so many of them. Like, there were, yeah, there were so many um, so many costumes yesterday, some of which just absolutely floored me. Um, some of them were really amazing. Yes, they did unbelievable. Right. And mm-hmm. I recognized the costume as being, you know, popular gaming or whatever, but I didn't know the names of the characters. Right, right. But I recognize them and I recognize some of the cosplay um cosplayers as just very, very good at what they do. And then there were a couple people I was just like, oh, okay, honey, that's illegal what you have on right there. You yeah, should have more clothing I, on yeah. than that. That's a bit I, that was a bit I, shocking to me. I know. And and again, that makes me feel very old because I'm sitting in there thinking, oh my goodness, that's just, you know, when you don't have anything really, when you're not wearing much in the way of clothing at all, you know, a couple of strips of fabric here and there, literally strips of fabric, that's not a costume. It's not clothing. You're, you're naked. And it, and I felt like, you know, I wanted to walk up to the girl and go, if you were my daughter, there's no way in hell you would walk out the door like that. But again, you know, this is this is you know, this just shows our age a little bit. But we get it; we totally right. understand it. Sure. And, you know, you know, I just, you know, I, I appreciate the fact that I'm sure her costume was authentic. The one I'm specifically referring to, I'm sure yeah. it was very authentic. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, it was a little too revealing. So, so we're we're fun. Yeah, we we can be fun. <laughs> we're, we are fun. We're hip. We went, we're cool. We went to WonderCon. See, saying hip isn't even hip. No, not so much. So. Anyway, one more quick story, and then um, we'll, we'll, we'll end this episode. And you will can't wait until oh, first dude. thoughts for the next episode, dude. people. I'm telling you. Yeah, that's the oh. trouble is we actually know what's happening oh. because we've already seen the episode, and it's pretty awesome. All right, I'll leave you with a fun story. So I was in panels from like 10.30-ish to 10-ish until 5. Yeah. I sat through panel after panel after panel after yeah, panel. Yeah. And we just kind of moved forward. We did see Marilyn. We yeah. had a good talk. We had we met a couple of folks that we had met the day earlier right. on the exhibit hall. Fun. It was really cool. It was cool. a fun time. Yeah. But the lady who was like kind of in charge of the room. Yeah. In between each panel, she would get up 
and give the like rules. Yeah, rules of the room. You cannot save a seat. You yep. cannot put a bag in a seat. Your bag doesn't get a seat. Your packages don't get a seat. You you need to move in. If you, you've got really big headdresses or hats, mm-hmm, take them off so right. people behind you can enjoy it. You yep. know. If yeah. you need to go to the restroom, you got to go to the door on the right. Get and, a bathroom pass. Yeah, like you a can't hall pass. come back. Like it was funny. It was like reading a chewing gum ingredients thing. It's just on and on and on. She was not the best. She was not the peppiest. It was kind of robotic. Yeah. And the people around me had been there since I got there pretty yeah, much and probably yeah. before then. Yeah. And so we really got tired of her ro- robotic robotaton uh, automaton Mon- automaton or monotone. Right. Yeah. And so one she said you know, welcome to room 300 AB. We all started cheering. <laughs> she knew exactly what we were talking about. <laughs> and she said, oh, you guys, you know, and then she started getting embarrassed because she knew what we were talking about. And so then she started to really kind of pep up. Oh, nice. The sound guy in the back caught that line where she goes, oh, you guys. And she kept playing it. Oh, that's awesome. And then the woman finally really felt embarrassed. And so, you know, I yelled up, I love you. And she goes, you don't mean that. You know, it was, it was funny. It was the, it, it, the, the room basically took over. Nice. And it was, uh, it was a fun time. So if you're ever in SoCal area, you got to go to WonderCon. It's a not as crazy sort of than Comic Con. Yeah. There's still craziness, but it's not quite as crazy. Plus Disneyland is across the street. Yeah. So what the yeah. heck? Anyway, that's it, folks. Thank you so much for listening. Big love to everyone. And if you're new to our podcast, thank you so much for joining us. If you met us or heard about us on Twitter or at WonderCon, thanks so much for checking yep. us out. We hope you return and yep. check us out some more. So um Big love to everybody. Tweet while you listen, please. Uh, rate us on iTunes. And uh, do, do not miss our first thoughts for this next episode, Bleeding Through. Yeah. Unbelievable episode. Yeah. Take care, guys, and we will talk to you soon. See ya. Bye. Well, mates, thank you for joining us for the Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast. This be a Roni's own media production. We want to hear from you. Our website be onceuponatimepodcast.com. Our email be feedback at onceuponatimepodcast.com. Our voicemail line be 657-333-0626. So tell other oncers that this be the place to be. Until we sail again... Big love to you all, and we'll see you later. With me, good eye, of course. <laughs>